Hi guys, today we're going to be talking about some of the major organizations in the field of strength and conditioning and more specifically about the information about training that they are putting out. And we're going to be discussing American College of Sports Medicine, National Academy of Sports Medicine and National Strength and Conditioning Association. But before we get started we need to discuss a couple of things. So number one is I personally have credentials with two of these organizations. But at the same time, I can honestly tell you that I do not have any financial affiliations whatsoever with any of these organizations. And that's why I do not consider myself to be biased on this topic. And the second thing is that this video is not about me trying to explain to you guys how I am smarter than anybody else. Because all three of these organizations are very legit. And all three of them have a lot of very smart people working for them. But at the same time, I think we can all agree that the situation is not perfect in the field of strength training. And I do believe that it all started with steroids. Because if not for steroids, the biggest and the strongest guy at the gym would probably be also the guy who knows the most about proper training. But unfortunately, that's not the reality. And the biggest and the strongest guy at the gym is probably just the guy who took the most steroids. But nowadays, we have another more modern issue that's sort of adds to the dysfunction and it has to do with social media and the problem is that there are these channels that have millions of followers that simply have too strong of a financial incentive to keep putting out content and I believe that we had crossed the point where any of that content was any good long time ago I personally don't even remember when was the last time I saw a video about training that was any good and that's why people, when people ask me how come I am not as busy on social media, I always tell them that I feel like I got all of the most important stuff out of the way already and I don't want to just keep making videos to sort of stay relevant. And I also tell people that perhaps it's time for us to take Instagram and YouTube and put it back in the entertainment box. And when it comes to uh, learning and knowledge, perhaps it's time for us to go back to books. And books are something that we're going to be discussing in this video. So what I did, I took a book from each of these organizations to sort of represent them. So for the American College of Sports Medicine, we're going to be using resources for the personal trainer. For National Academy of Sports Medicine, we're going to be using sports performance training. And for National Strength and Conditioning Association, we're going to be using Essentials of Strength Training and Conditioning. And I do understand that these books were not written for exactly the same purpose, but at the same time, I believe that they represent the methodology about training that these organizations proposing fairly well for us to be able to make some sort of comparison here. And we're going to be comparing these books with the same criteria I used when I was talking about my favorite books on strength training. And if you remember, those were How Informative Was the Book? how easy it is to comprehend, comprehend the material and how easy it is to connect the information with practical applications. And we're going to be ranking these books on scale from 1 to 3. So this is not like your Amazon review here because in each of these categories only one book will get 3 stars and the other two will get either 1 or 2. And let's just agree right away that we are not going to be taking this little system here too seriously because this is nothing but an attempt for me to make this discussion a little more visual. The first book we're going to be discussing here is The Resources for the Personal Trainer by American College of Sports Medicine. And our first category is how informative is the book. Now this book is full of information. 
but unfortunately most of that information has very little to do with the actual training and instead this book seems to emphasize topics such as how to improve compliance with training or pre-training health assessment screening and sometimes it almost makes you wonder if this book is written for some type of a counselor and not for an actual trainer and that's why in this category we're gonna give this book one star now our second category is how easy it is to comprehend the material and this is also not very straightforward because on one hand this book is written in fairly easy language but on the other hand the depth that some chapters go into makes you almost wonder if this book is geared more towards people with some kind of medical field background and this book reminded me some of the books that I had to read back in physical therapy school and I can see how some people would have trouble getting through chapters like anatomy and physiology for example and that's why in this category we're gonna give this book two stars now our third category is practical applications and as I mentioned already this book gives you fairly little about the actual training and although it would be quite an effort for you to get through this book I feel like at the end of it you would have very rudimentary understanding of what is it that you're supposed to do at the gym and that's why in this category we're gonna give this book one star. Now the second book on our list is the Sports Performance Training by National Academy of Sports Medicine. And our first category is how informative is the book. Now unlike the previous book we just discussed, this book is mostly about training and they do a very good job giving you all the basics. And that's why in this category this book is getting two stars. Now as far as how easy it is to comprehend the material, this book is by far the leader in this category and they do an, an excellent job explaining very complicated subjects in very simple language and I think the way they explain different metabolic pathways is a good illustration of that and that's why in this category this book is definitely getting three stars. Now as far as practical applications, this book proposes very specific training model which they call optimum performance training model and although that model would be perfect in some instances it might not be the best in others and I'm not sure they're giving you enough tools to make appropriate adjustments and that's why in this category this book is getting two stars the third book on our list is the essentials of strength training and conditioning by National Strength and Conditioning Association and as far as our first category, this book is by far the most informative on the list. And I also have the fourth edition of this book as an ebook, and I can tell you that it contains even more useful information. And that's why in this category, this book is definitely getting three stars. As far as how easy it is to comprehend the material, this book is a bit of a nightmare, and I believe that it goes way too in-depth on certain topics like ATP production, for example especially for a book that has word essentials in its name and that's why in this category this book is getting one star now as far as practical applications this book gives you multiple examples how all this information could be applied in various scenarios now I do believe that it's lacking a little bit on the advanced side of things because for example chapters on anatomy and physiology are very in-depth but then practical applications are very much beginners level but still, when compared to other books on this list, this book will still get three stars. So now let's see what we ended up with. 
So American College of Sports Medicine gets total of four stars. National Academy of Sports Medicine gets total of seven stars. And National Strength and Conditioning Association gets total of seven stars as well. And so this is fairly close to how I feel about this. And I do believe that American College of Sports Medicine still has a lot of room for improvement. But then when it comes to these two, they're doing a fairly decent job already. And when you personally decide which one to go for, you just have to understand that it's a bit of a trade-off. So material presented by National Academy of Sports Medicine will be much easier to get through, but it won't be as in-depth. While the material presented by National Strength and Conditioning Association will be much more in-depth, but at the same time it will be much harder to get through. And so hopefully this will give you a little bit of a preview of what are you getting into. But otherwise, this is all I have for you guys for today. So as always, thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.